0: You're quite hostile. I got a right to be hostile, man. My people been
1: persecuted. <laughs> just, 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 just. With vice, I hold the mic the vice the way force. I keep it away, of course. Way of
0: so we're here. Uh, this is uh, the Here You Are special mayoral uh, election wrap-up podcast. I'm, uh, I'm I'm Dino. I'm Eric. And so uh what you have on the on the podcast now are four separate interviews with four candidates for the Wausau mayorship. So uh You've been a busy guy. I have been a busy guy. So we start we uh we decided I don't know when was this, two weeks ago, a week ago? Probably not long enough ago to, to do this. And uh and we decided to invite all of all of the candidates to take part and do an interview with us cuz why the hell not it's a podcast you know so so sure. did, did you think any of them would do it
1: i thought maybe the two contenders would have i didn't realize that the uh the write in candidates the ones who had lost the primary would be interested i assumed they'd be pissed off and wouldn't want to talk about it but sure that was that was exciting. Those were actually the first
0: two that you talked with. Those are the first two that I did. Yeah, um, I didn't think any of them would do it. To be fair with you, I thought, okay, this is this is going to be just a little bit too new media for them. You know, cause...
1: they've been doing different things this year, though. I thought, you know, because they've been running advertisements on TV and having actual debates, which I don't think they've done in past years that I can remember. Aside from the mark Craig Linda Lawrence fiasco, you know they were throwing rocks at each other in the street I think right um I think they've been doing different things this year so
0: yeah i you know I, hoping I they would I've been paying attention to to politics for a while, and so during the tipple elect during tipple's first election, it was they had a debate at u w m c one debate with all the candidates okay um the second time there was one that I remember at u w m c but yeah, this has sort of been a different thing. Hold on a second. Just wait. New legislation in Wyoming
1: will allow bear hunters to carry automatic weapons with silencers. When asked to comment, a bear said,
0: Rah! Okay, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, mom, I don't want yeah, a peanut butter and jelly. Right, sandwich. I don't want peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Thanks. Um, so uh, yeah, so I didn't think any of them would do it. I really didn't, and uh, so I was I was pleasantly surprised that uh, they all did, and I and then I was kind of shocked when they all sort of put it on their social media feeds as well. So nice, you know. I was uh, I tend to get a little bit of stage fright doing podcasts, you know, kind of sort of talking in public and trying to trying to make sure I don't sound like an idiot, kind of thing. But uh, you know, I think we did okay with this. You know, we. We talked to all four of them and I think it went okay. I haven't listened to them yet. What did you what did you cover? So we we asked everybody uh just because if you're familiar with Wasa, there is uh we'll just say a large amount of dysfunction in city government right now. And so all four of them were asked why are you doing this? Why why would you want to be the mayor? You know, and and part of it was a tongue in cheek question, but then the, then the serious question, you know, was okay, why are you actually doing this? Because uh two of them haven't ever run for anything at all. Uh the the police officer David Prokop and Jay Cronawetter, to my knowledge, have never run for anything at all. And uh and so to run for the mayor of a small municipality right away seems like a a, a tremendous leap. And then to sort of willfully take on the the dysfunction that that is city government right now seems, you know, I I don't know that I'd want like like I if you asked me should I run for mayor I'd be like no, no, that's just a a recipe for unhappiness. Um, we talked a little bit about how they're going to handle that dysfunction, um, because some uh like a, a new website showed up this week truthwassa.org, uh, which was a bunch of leaked papers from uh, leaked city documents. And uh, that, then quickly that website went away and then sort of is, is rebuilding itself right now online. Um, but, uh, you know, just sort of how they're going to handle the dysfunction. Um, we asked all of them kind of, uh, you know, what are they going to do in the first hundred days? You know, what is it you want to accomplish? uh and then uh for some of them for the guys for David Oberbeck and uh Robert Milky, I asked both of them because they're both sitting councilmen, I asked both of them what they're most disappointed by as far as is their time as a councilperson, as an alderman, and what they're most proud of. And so uh and then and then we asked them, you know, how, how we get a hold of them and stuff like that. And so it was it was kind of fun. I I enjoyed doing it. Uh, yeah. So did it
1: change your mind about any of them? Uh, Maybe you probably went into it with somebody that you were already thinking of no, leaning toward.
0: No. And so what's what what I came. God, you know, it's hard not to be a, a jackass in this situation. To, you know, because in, invariably it's you know what did you think and how did it go and I I was I was. I, I've I am impressed. I have been impressed with David David Oberbeck as a as a guy before, um, and I'm I'm I didn't lose any of that uh, sense of him as a as a pretty good critical thinker and as a as an architect. He has a pretty um, disciplined way of looking at the world, and so uh, I think that that was that was sort of reinforcing you know his his interview reinforced my sense of him the other 3 i you know <laughs> what what is it if you can't say anything nice don't say anything um i i was so i i wrote down some notes before we we started the podcast and uh uh i i really was I, I was just disappointed. So um, the 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 sort of the oh crisis is hard because because really right because I was really you know they're all really nice guys and they're all they're all going to listen to this podcast now and say oh well you thought I was a big dick I don't think any of you are big dicks or I don't think any of you are really incompetent or anything like that but what I was disappointed by was sort of the lack of a coherent plan from mm-hmm. from really any of them and so you know what are you going to do as mayor okay well then it was just all these sort of you know in a couple of them were a little bit more polished with their talking points and then uh some of them were were more disjointed in their talking points but it didn't you know it didn't really come down to anything and so i was uh i came away thinking I spent a lot of time this afternoon thinking about what it means to be the mayor of a small municipality, and versus what it means to be, say, an elected official at the state level, and uh, and and that was sort of contrasted. the The Jay Cronawetter interview that I did really sort of contrasted that because Jay brought up the idea that he disagreed with the mall plan, that giving the four point one million dollars to CBL for the mall should he thought that money could have better been used to, to give to the poor. And so the problem with that I had with that is that's not really what a city government does. So, you know, the city government can can grant funds to, say, the neighbor's place or the boys and girls clubs in the form of, you know, operating capital or scholarships. But the idea that the city is going to divert economic development money to helping poverty didn't i i didn't see the next sentence for that is and we we do that by giving this 4.1 million dollars to x y and z and there wasn't that and so you know and it was it's, it's a line that jay's used quite a bit you know he used it at on his tv spots and he's used it on uh at his debates and things like that and i and i just sort of was you know i didn't really understand uh that that kind of sense of, okay, that's, that, that didn't really jibe with what my understanding of what a, a small municipality does with its dollars. Further, I think it, you know, throwing the, the mall project under the bus at this point is, is strange because, you know, we all dis- a lot of people disagreed with it, but a lot of people thought it was a good use of economic development money. So at this point, we just sort of have to get them all going. And, uh, so that was, that was strange. Hmm. um the the thing with uh robert milkey was he really is he's he's really becoming a practiced politician and so in in kind of both the the best and the worst ways because he, he he's really good at you know kind of conveying his his story and what he wants you to believe but at the same time he's he's he was really aware of of sort of not kind of going out too far on a limb. So whereas, you know, when, when I talked to uh, David Prokop, the police officer, about uh, the the dysfunction at City Hall right now, he flat out said that the first thing he would do as mayor was fire the HR director. And I thought, well... I don't think that's how that works (laughs) much less. I don't think you can tell somebody before I, you know, I think you got to fire somebody for cause and I don't think, I, I hope you don't win and now fire someone because I'm sure the city's going to get sued now, you know, but, uh, (laughs) because you declared this in advance on a pot on a very powerful podcast. But, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I really sort of wanted there to be more substantive discussion in the, and the sort of the two leading candidates, Cronowetter and Milky, you know, they talked about some stuff, but uh, it it really it wasn't anything new. And I didn't need it to be anything new, but what I needed it to be was just a little bit more thought out because the whole point of the podcast was was to give them as much time as they wanted. You know, I think I talked to uh, uh, Jay for forty minutes, and I talked to to Bob Milky for probably forty five minutes maybe a little more. I talked to Dave Oberbeck for an hour. Um, pro Cop was probably 30 to 45 minutes. So, so they had a chance, like I didn't ever ask them to stop talking or interrupt them. Right. But, uh, then we, and we also didn't edit very heavily at all. So it's, it's pretty much just the, once we started, we talked straight through and then we, we posted these conversations for you guys to hear and we didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't edit them. I didn't, uh, take out any of the ums or ahs or anything like that. And I didn't add comments in the middle of it. So it's a straight conversation. So
1: did you and Milky talk about the, uh, him running for city council president? As I, well did, as I did. Yep. I
0: did. I did. So I said, you know, I, I, I started the question. I said, this is as close to a gotcha question as I've, I've had with any four of you, but, uh, so if you win as mayor and you win as uh as you and you win your council seat, the the sort of common sense rumor going around right now is that you're just gonna appoint Mayor Tipple to your seat because he lost in the primary. And he was really amazingly political about his answer, and he's like, I think Mayor Tipple's gonna enjoy not have or I think Mayor Tipple's time is done. I think, you know, and he wouldn't he wouldn't uh sort of commit to to anything and he and then finally he came back to the idea that the city council technically uh creates whatever we're going to do for that person sort of appoint someone have a special election that that decision comes out of the city uh city council but if it was a five to five vote as the mayor he would be forced to break that vote And I said, okay, so what are you going to do? He's like, I don't know. And, uh, but it was when you listen to it, I didn't press him very hard because I I was like, this is the only of all of the four of them. This is the only sort of gotcha thing I can really do. And it only came up because somebody talked, talked to me about it, I think yesterday or the day before. Um, and, uh, and so I was thinking about it, but, uh, I didn't, I didn't really have a sense of, of what he was doing. So, I think that he was was pretty political and uh, pretty milk toast in his answer. And that, and by the way, that's something he's aware of. He really? the the perception of him is, you know, kind of milk toast. Somebody called him that in one of the podcasts as well, and I'm not exactly sure who did, but uh, somebody called him milk toast. And and he even commented on sort of his personality and his style, and uh, you know how he doesn't want to have conflict unless it's some conflict that he. Views is important and worthwhile. Um, like he never once said Keen Winter's name, <laughs> but he but he talked about the individual on council who's creating these problems. <laughs> and uh, he did he did talk about his about the investigation and how because uh, the accusation is that from from Keen and, and several others is that Milky and Tipple essentially created this investigation to do opposition research or to bully Keene in the, to create a bad outcome for Keene in the primary, which ended up happening. Keene lost in the primary. Um, but that's not, that's not what he said he was doing. He, he said he was really trying to get to the bottom of the incident with Greg Soybert, the public transit guy. And, uh, and, and my sense of it is that he was, he's probably doing, probably doing that because he, that's probably what he was doing because a lot of people have talked about how the HR director sort of really took the, the assignment about creating this report and really sort of ran with it above and beyond what, uh, what anybody was looking for. And as a result, the, 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 the situation keeps getting exasperated with Keen, So yeah, that was that was interesting him him talking about the Keen Winters thing. Oberbeck talked a little bit about the dysfunction specific to Keane, and I think he was willing to say Keane's name. Uh Jay, Jay and I talked about uh the idea of the incoming mayor uh possibly taking on being sued by by Keane Winters because I think that that's some people have claimed that that's a possibility and uh and Jay completely discounted the discounted the idea of litigation coming from Keen Winters. And I think – and I thought that I was – he gave a pretty good answer about that fact or that position because he is, after all, a lawyer. So, you know, he he did pretty well. So with that – but – See, I take issue with Milky and the two – running for the two
1: offices without – Sure. There's got to be some conviction. You know, it's like he's not really sure he wants to be mayor, so he's going to keep this other thing in his pocket and – I, there's just a level of dedication i guess to the community that i don't see by not saying right i'm i'm, I'm hedging my bets i'm giving up this seat on council in order to serve you better as mayor right or vice versa
0: yeah and i and I, I i do think that there is something kind of i mean but but then again you know you look rand paul ran for president and then okay well i'm going to go back and run for senate you know but I guess in in the case of a small municipality, yeah, maybe you should be able to do both. But but he wasn't running for president at Senate at the same time. No, no, that's true. But he he didn't have to give up his Senate seat to run right. for president. Yeah, right. but this is different because the terms happen on the same year. And I think maybe you know they could create something because not every city council person, I think they stagger the council elections if I remember right. And I think that you know they could if you could you know try to not run you know you would have to sit on the bench essentially get get out of politics for a year before you run for mayor or something but uh yeah um let's see what else was impressive Oberbeck talked about uh, making the city more data-driven which obviously i loved hearing about because right, me too right i was just completely impressed with the fact that he you know wants his his view of data and how uh and how you can use that in a, as a municipality, and, and then he and I talked a little bit about sort of like the city 2.0 stuff I did back in the day and things like that, and and it was it was really fun because he you know his architecture mind is is used to sort of leading projects and bringing collaborators together and making sure that everybody is on the same page, and whereas he thinks that the the thing that's happening right now, and he talked about it is city staff are essentially advocating for positions for outcomes by withholding information from the city council. So mm. the city count, you know, these four projects are coming. So we're going to give them part of the information about the two that we really like and none of the information about the two that we don't want to have happen. And so they vote for these two. And so there's a lot of that sort of thing happening, uh, according to Oberbeck. And that that's what he thinks is, is the most challenging part of uh of the city council city staff kind of fallout. Um yeah, uh Cronawetter really laid a lot at the feet of, of Mayor Tipple, you know, talking about how he had you know, he didn't he hasn't done well as a, as the mayor and things like that. So it uh that that was good. That was fun. But uh yeah, I, I think that uh Overall, I was sort of, I was, I was most impressed with, with all of their answers about why they were going, why they decided to run. Because everybody had sort of varying answers. Um, you know, Milky, feels, Milky sort of created the sense that he was drafted into this. Mm. And, I think, and I think that that's true, and I also think that that's sort of bullshit. Because, you know, no one runs for office because someone talked you into it. Right, You know, at some point he got through a, he raised money, though that's another thing I think we should talk about. But, uh, Kronowetter talked about how the city is failing its constituents, city is failing its residents. And, uh, and and again, tied it all back to this sort of, you know, the poor and the, the diverse and things like that. And, And he kept talking about poverty and he kept talking about diversity and, uh, and, you know, given the fact that, you know, we're in the middle of the the Wisconsin primary right now. I'm sort of burnt out on sort on hearing general political platitudes, and that's kind of you know <laughs> when I hear people talk about when I hear white guys talk about diversity and poverty, I'm you know oftentimes going, yeah, okay, right. you're a lawyer, so
1: <laughs> you
0: know you 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 could I'm sure that you have debt and all that sort of stuff, but I'm also sure that you you could. Do something if you wanted to. It's not you know, you know you didn't cross any borders in a in a sewage drain or anything like that. So, right. Um, I mean, there's a municipality right next to Wausau named Croninwetter. So, <laughs> you're you know that's like if you lived in Dallas and your last name was Dallas. So I think that you know let's let's not let's not call you, you know, let's not say you're indigent. Um, I, you know. Procop really sort of he, he's a former police officer, and I got this. I think he was. I think he's a former military guy, and uh, and he really wants to bring sort of that discipline and leadership. and uh, And I think he even talked about dress whites at one point in the or dress uniforms at one point, and how that's how you know he wants the city to run like that. And I thought, oh, okay, all right. And, and Oberbeck talked about things, about being transparent and creating data and creating measurables and things like that, which obviously, you know, was the most fun for me to talk about. But uh, he he talked about that as well. Um, and he and he talked about how the reason that he decided to commit to a write-in candidate is because he doesn't – he just flat out thought that the people needed some options other than Milky and Cronewetter, And right. he, he spoke – he spoke rather strongly about that, about how he he thought we needed some options, and he didn't. He I don't. I think he was right up to the line of saying these two yahoos are not the best options we have. Right, and so that that was good. Did he, did he talk
1: about data and transparency in a sense that he really believed it? Yes, or because those are also no no so political he, talking points. These right. Days. He, so. I don't.
0: I didn't get the sense that. Uh, Oberbeck has much political skill okay. um i think he's really just an architect and you know somebody's husband and somebody's dad but he's really interested in data and so like he brought it up on his own sort of out of nowhere and and you know i thought that that was pretty interesting and he and we uh and we talked about uh peckham's solar panel idea and that sort of got us to this idea of you know, when you, when an architect builds a building, they have to, they make a plan on on some level, and I'm not an architect, but they make a plan for the life cycle, the life of the building. So like in five years, we're going to have to replace toilets. In 10 years, we're going to have to do this. In 20 years, we're going to have to do that. And so when, apparently when you make a building, you plan for that sort of thing. I wonder if my dad did that when he built any of his buildings, but that's fine. (laughs) Um, but and so he he was talking about how if you have data, you know, if you know where the solar panels are and when you put them in or when you did X Y and Z and, and when you put did this and that, then uh, then you could you could measure things and you would you'd be able to budget better and you'd be able to see things coming and they wouldn't all be crises falling at your feet. You'd have sure. you'd have a sense of what's on like I need to replace seventy eight toilets in 2017 because we put them in ten years ago and this is the the cycle, and so that was that was fascinating to me. And he, the way he talked about implementing that, was you know seemed like a real plan. And so that that was refreshing for me. Nice.
1: So you said something about money. Do you want to talk about the way they
0: did they raise money? In yeah. A so interesting uh, way. Yeah. So the thing is, I part of the disappointment in this is I'm I'm disappointed in all four of them because. None of them raised any money. I think somebody—the report is somebody raised fourteen hundred dollars, and uh, and while that doesn't that that you know you're like okay in the context of things, Tipple was raising tens of thousands of dollars to run, you know to right. to I mean he was running against Deb Hadley and running against Bill Forrest and things like that. But they it it seems like again. With the, with this idea that none of them really had a, a concrete plan and sort of, hey, I just kind of got roped into this. Some pe- some people I trust thought it was a good idea. Okay, well, part of that is you know, let's let's get a financial stake here. You know, let's put some some money in. Let's raise some money. But it it appears that you know they didn't. So that that was that was disappointing. I'd hoped that you know, each of them were going to say, oh yeah, you know we. We've we've dedicated our lives to to using Twitter and Facebook and Pinterest or whatever it is to get elected, and uh, they just nope. I don't think anybody raised more than fifteen hundred bucks, and I think all of that pretty much went for yard signs and websites. You know, so. Wow. you know, and that And that, there aren't
1: even that many yard signs. I think he's no. got everybody beaten yard sign category. Yeah,
0: you know. And like Jay Cronowetter's yard signs all seem to be around the same three houses or something. So, <laughs> right. like you drive through that one neighborhood and there's like forty eight yard signs around those three houses, but I don't see them anywhere else. But you know, we'll see. I think uh I don't know. Do you I don't think know.
1: that any of the right in candidates have a chance to no. trump
0: No, I don't think I think, think uh too? Yeah, I'm not really gonna. I was thinking about, am I gonna make a prediction? And I'm not gonna make a prediction, but I will. I will say this: that I think, uh, I think Milky is the front runner, based on being an established, an established voice and an established leader. I think that uh, Procop will peel off some of the, the, loyalist members of the police union who live in town. I don't know exactly who Oberbeck is going to get to, but he he has a tr- he has sort of a large Facebook presence, and uh, and I think Jay's going to has, has made an effort to, to reach out to the young people and uh, anybody with a Bernie Sanders bumper sticker will say. <laughs> and so I don't, you know, is I don't really. Gonna,
1: is it going to change them down the road? I mean, say you know Kroninger doesn't win, is
0: he going to look at moving into a council position? Yeah, see, I don't really know. I, I I think that I don't get the sense from from Procop or Jay Cronawetter that they're doing anything other than this. You know, because so Mandy Wright's running for assembly this year. Uh, Nancy, St- Nancy Tabaka Stencil, John Spiros, Pat Snyder. These are sort of the, the voices of the assembly for the Wausau area. Right. And I don't get this. You know, I think in all fairness, I think Mandy will win and I think John Spiros will win. But I think that I don't get the sense that you know Jay or David are those guys are interested in running for assembly I don't and I don't know that they're willing that they're going to run for city council I mean Jay's Jay's a lawyer and I think he I think he's a member of a law firm now he's not he's not a sort of one-man shop that he used to be mm. so um I mean he he was representing that kid Dylan yang the in the and right. the murder or the death of a teenager trial so right. You know, I think it seems like his card is full, you know, outside of this. And I so I think that if Milky wins, he'll be the mayor. If Oberbeck loses, uh, I think he'll be our architect. You know, <laughs> I think that that's, I think they'll they'll be out, you know. And I think, I, think, I don't think that the, I don't think that these are names that are going to return to public life. You mm. know, I was, I was surprised when Jay announced, but, uh, I mean, I was really surprised when Jay Crowne announced. I mean, we we you and I have known him for twenty years probably, and uh, and that's not saying anything about him as a guy, but uh, I just never saw him as as this kind of joiner, if you will, right? You know, so him running was a bit of a surprise. But again, I think it's this. I think the Bernie Sanders effect is real, and he was you know Bernie was just here today. You know, people are ex- excited about you know reforming electioneering and so i think that that's part of what motivated jay to, to get in the race if i could read his mind i think
1: it motivated a lot of people there was a there was a long time frame between when tipple said he was retiring before yeah. anyone said hey i'm gonna run for mayor yeah and it was kind of like there were a lot of coffee shop conversations saying yeah hey, you would be a good guy to run for mayor. right
0: yeah i you mean know,
1: and ended up talking a lot of these folks into doing it
0: i mean the list the list that i had Prior to to these guys, none of those people ran for mayor. Right. Like I thought it was going. I thought that the the primary was going to be Lisa Rasmussen against Phil Velichka against Jim Rasm- Jim Jim Rosenberg. Right. But Jim moved to La Crosse because he took a job, and Phil and Lisa didn't run for office. So I'm like, right. oh, okay. So I'm wrong. So now what? <laughs> you know, this was that was my best thinking on this whole thing. You know, and then you look at. You know, guys like Joe Mella from Rooter Ware. And I'm like, okay, maybe he's going to go. But nope, it's these guys. And so I didn't see any of these guys coming. I didn't see it at all. I thought Milky was going to just remain as the city council president. But, you know.
1: Joe's a smart guy. You know, if Cronenwater was smart, he would look at, at Joe as a model. Because I think Joe will never run for office. Right. Because he knows he has more power where he is. Right, he's a pretty influential guy in this town, and yeah, you, you rarely see him, you rarely hear his name, but right he's he's got his hands in everything
0: right. You and I worked with him on the four hundred block project,
1: right, the square up campaign, yeah,
0: and so it was it was sort of that was really my first experience with Joe and to see him kind of be who he is and I was like, whoever that dude is impressive, right, you know. And the you know, the ability to kind of be everywhere with everybody, like you were saying. He's just he's in the middle of everything. So
1: And you start looking at the boards that he's on. I mean, he's got a lot of influence in a lot of different areas in the community. And it'd be
0: a poor political move for him to run yeah. for office. I, I think if anything, that's a step down for for a guy right. like that. You know, right. that's a step backwards. So yeah. But uh so I mean Who knows? You're, you're kind of a, a new observer to this you know this is the first time you had a podcast or a website to that you were a part of for a mayoral election so what do you yeah. think i I don't know i'm
1: I'm I you know we try to get it up so quickly that I haven't had a chance to listen to any of your interviews so I'm interested to sit down and listen to these guys before Tuesday and
0: get a feel for yeah I'm what's so yeah, just to talk about that time frame a little bit. So, we did all of the interviews uh, via Skype. Uh, I called everybody, and then we we talked to them all. And uh,
1: Milky got Skype figured out.
0: No, no. Um, <laughs> not to be fair, none of them got Skype figured out. In in twenty sixteen, none of them fully understood what I was talking about with Skype. See, that's but a huge problem to me. It that is. I, just, I don't want it vote for any of you now because yeah. of that very right. thing yeah because you were saying that it's somebody put Skype in quotes you know right like it was a like it was this foreign thing right. but uh you know it was it was this thing well like specifically uh oberbeck and pro cop almost immediately responded to my email almost immediately and right. we're like yes anytime you want so we were able to get those interviews done a couple of days ago but the the chasing of the the actual candidates was was problematic and frustrating. Like we we had sort of set a deadline for ourselves of okay if, if we don't have the interviews done by this day, we're we're going with what we got. Right. And we extended it twice and then I extended it a third time today just because, you know, Milky was standing in line to go see Bernie Sanders. <laughs> and so um but yeah, like the, the technology problem was real. Like Jay Cronowetter's cell phone, he, it just like, I would call him and he's like, it doesn't, it's not ringing. And, but then I would pick up my cell phone and call him and he would pick up the phone. And I'm like, Jay, that's, this isn't right. Whatever your cell phone is doing, I think you're making this part up, but, um, you know, but, and, and, yeah, and then Milky and I ended up talking for a long time before we did the podcast and stuff, sort of about the Bertie Sanders standing in line experience and kinda of his experience as, as council president kind of, and that was fun to, to sort of get his perspective a little bit. Yeah. But uh yeah, every every one of them, except for really except for Oberbeck, uh we, we had to restart. And the, the, the restart with ProCop was my fault because I had Sophia for two days and we had he and I had been scheduled to do the interview at 8 o'clock uh, the evening after my second day with my 5-year-old niece, and I fell asleep. So I, I had fallen asleep by, like, 7 o'clock and woke up at, like, 8.37 and had to call him and reschedule it. But <laughs> but that was my fault. But it was, you know, every everybody – it was a lot harder to get milky and chronowetter than I thought it would be. Like, I, I really thought it would be t- easier. I thought they – Either they were going to say no, that's okay, we're not interested, or they were going to set a time and keep the time. You know, if, if we say ten o'clock, just be there at ten o'clock. So,
1: which is interesting because, you know, a, a political person I could understand that. You know, maybe you're out doing campaign right things, but
0: I don't see a lot of campaign things no. happening between either of them. So, no. so it was it was one of those things where you know. It, it was just sort of hard, like like I yeah I would be more than willing to be forgiving of, of Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders. I mean because I actually know how that works. Like the whole thing with uh, like the warm up speakers at political rallies is because the candidate's not there yet. The candidate's not sitting backstage you know, waiting for Tony Schultz to get the crowd riled up. They're just, the van hasn't got to Wassa yet. Right. So we've got a bunch of speakers lined up who are going to keep talking until the guy flashes him with a flashlight. Okay, here we go. Let's Let's take this home and let's get the big, get the big talent out on stage. But it wasn't the case with these guys. So, so yeah, I, uh, I, I hope everybody likes it. It was, it was really fun to do. It was kind of a fun project to do. And so, uh. People get a chance to vote for mayor on two, on April fifth. Tuesday. Yeah. And so you can find and your please do. Yeah. So please do. And uh, you can find your voting location at the city website. Um and uh, yeah, that's that's probably it.
1: We'll get that on the site too.
0: Yeah. So okay, good. So I think uh, I think that's about it. I, I know that I'm pretty tired, and I've got to edit this podcast now and get it get it back to Eric so he can post it. So uh, we we hope you vote. We hope to see a huge turnout of voters on uh, on April 5th, and we'll know that evening who the next mayor is. So we hope
1: that we could help you make your decision.
0: Yeah. If you
1: having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. Hit me. (laughs)